0: hello and thanks for joining our podcast today i'm michael grant senior pastor of faith worship center international right here in columbus georgia in harvest season it's important for us to remember the words of jesus in matthew chapter 9 verse 37 which he said the harvest is plentiful The laborers are few. That means it's time for us to get busy sharing our faith with others. On that note, I'd like to share with you a series entitled Sharing Our Faith. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So get your Bibles, pen, and paper, and let's get prepared to dive into the Word together right here today. We are believing as we are called in this season that our assignment is to share that life, more specifically to share our faith. If we don't share our faith, believers, the message of the gospel of the kingdom will not be advanced. And so God has been admonishing us all month long. As a matter of fact, for the past two months, he's been getting us of a mindset of his harvest and of a mindset of what it takes to reap his harvest. And We believe that that comes from sharing our faith. You would turn in your Bibles in the New Testament to our reference scripture for this month, which is Philemon, the sixth verse. It's a letter that an apostle wrote to a leader in the church. Any leaders in the house? Say amen. amen. This, this, this apostle, this leader of leaders, spoke into the life of a leader, saying, you're doing a great job, but you can do better. Isn't it beautiful to be able to have a voice in your life, To pull out the best in you. I'm already preaching. I'm already teaching. It's beautiful. It's needful. And I know we live in a world now where it's been perpetuated that it's our life and nobody can tell us what to do with it. And many of you who perhaps grew up in a very strict home, when you finally got out, you said, "I I, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do no more. Anybody grow up like that? You grew up in a just a, a, a household where you were sheltered. You had to sneak and do things. And you said, man, I can't about do nothing. And so when you got, when you got grown, you finally said, well, ain't nobody, nobody going to tell me what to do, only to realize that everywhere you go, there's going to be somebody that's going to be telling you what to do. And so since that's reality, it's important for us to embrace the good. Somebody say embrace the good. Because now I will admit that there are some negative uh, uh, people who are in charge. There are some people who are not good hearted and are telling us what to do. And yet that does not mean that we ignore the good leadership that God has placed in the earth. Notice I differentiate between someone being in charge and someone being a leader because everybody in charge is not a true leader. Boy, y'all owe me about 15 cents for that one right there. I I, I collected on the way out. That's, That's a good one there now because just because someone is in charge does not make them a leader at all. And so we ought to embrace somebody, say the good. When there's good leadership, when there's a good sound voice in your life, you should embrace it. Uh, because that voice is directing you not to control you, but to pull the goodness, the wealth of of, 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 of good things that are on the inside of you. Paul uh, was a voice in the life of Philemon, a leader. And I love the fact that Philemon was potentially open to receive the good sound instruction from this leader to let him know, hey, me being your leader doesn't take anything away from you being a great leader. Boy, I wish I could preach on that today. If I can insert it here, I want you to know that just because you have a leader, that does not mean that you're not a quality leader. Hello, because I've learned that leaders, people are not really following leaders. They are following people who are following a greater cause or who are directing or pointing to a greater cause. Truth of the matter is, if I was here promoting Michael, none of you would be in here listening. But because I'm pointing to someone greater than me. Because I'm pointing to a cause that's greater, to an eternal message, to an eternal message of goodness that's afforded to everyone, not prejudice or racist to anyone, but is made available to whosoever will, because I'm pointing to that and I'm leading by example, you're willing to follow my lead. And so it takes nothing away from you by having leadership in your life because the reality of the matter is we're all following the greatest leader of them all and his name is Jesus. And so we 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 find in this text today, and we'll read it together, Philemon, verse 6, there's only one chapter there. We'll find that Paul is being a voice of leadership in the life of another quality, great person, a great leader by the name of Philemon. And if you'll read that together with me, it reads that the communication... Uh huh. Mm-hmm. did you see that there he said the commu- communication of your faith new king james version says that the sharing of your faith here at faith worship center we are living for god and sharing our faith and yet in the fact that we are sharing our faith it can become more effectual somebody say effective we can get better results if we do something in particular. Last Sunday, we learned that that first thing is we must acknowledge. We must employ the in the, the power of acknowledgement. We must be willing to identify or recognize that there are elements perhaps that we've not been maximizing in order to get better results out of the sharing of our faith. The first thing is we got to be sharing our faith though, correct? That means we got to get off our comfort zone and we got to be willing to open up our mouth and put voice to this good news, this message. And we don't have to say it uh, the exact same uh, way wording that the scripture uses, but we do have to release the heart of the message that the scripture is releasing because the heart of the message points back to God. What do I mean by that, preacher? Well, this is what I mean. You may not be able to recall a passage of scripture that someone needs to hear to help them through their tough time, but the point is don't sit there and say, hold on a minute, let me find in the Bible where it says they don't care what the Bible says, they don't know what the Bible says, and they're not interested in the Bible because they've never met the God of the Bible, but they've just met you. Come on, think about it. Uh, ungodly people or people who are not saved, they don't tote around Bibles and reference the Bible in everything they say. Right? That's like me coming up to you saying, Come te llamas, me llama Miguel. Right? you have no clue as to what I'm talking about and it's borderline foolish for me to communicate with that that way to you if you don't understand espanol I should at least ask you do you speak Spanish right so why would we bring scriptures to somebody and say well you know the bible say they looking like I don't care what the bible say all I care about is what the bill collector say. All I care about is what the police officer saying. All I care about is what this judge done said. All I care about is what my significant other saying. All I care about is what's going on in America. I don't care about what and 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 I know I know that doesn't sound that sounds strange coming from the mouth of the preacher, but the preacher is trying to get you to understand that though we are believers, we are in a world of non-believers. And so we have to be more effective At sharing our faith. Otherwise, if we just quoting scriptures and and toting Bibles, we're gonna be very ineffective at drawing people to our God. Somebody say, Talk to me in here, talk to me in here. So Paul tells, Paul tells, Paul tells Philemon, he says, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock you and I'm not trying to say you're, you're ineffective, but you can be more effective by first acknowledging the fact that there are some things that you're not maximizing. There are some things that you are not using. So I want to do an example today. We're going to have a little audience participation. You're not going to have to talk to me, but I would like for you to talk briefly with your neighbor. Somebody say neighbor. neighbor. Listen up. I got something to say. First question we're going to ask our neighbor, person sitting next to you, if you would humor me here, we're not going to go too deep. But I want you to ask them, say, if you were saved, when did Christ come into your life? Okay, ask them that simple question. If you are saved, when did Christ come into your life? And get an answer from them. Ten, nine, eight, seven, five, three, two, three. skipped a few numbers there and one. We're done. Okay. Here we go. So we got our answer. We got our answer, right? So a little bit of interaction there. You found, you referenced the point in their life where they received Christ in their hearts. Okay. Now we're going to take it another step. We're going to ask them, since you have received Christ into your life, name one good thing that has happened to you since that time. One good thing that has happened to you since Christ came into your life. Ready? begin ask them that simple question go ahead i know this might take a little thought hmm one good thing since you were perhaps five years old happened in your life one good thing hun i graduated from high school i'm telling i was about to fail (laughs) got five seconds four two seconds and one we got an answer Okay, so we all have a reference of when our neighbor connected with Christ or received Christ in their life. I'm going somewhere with this. And we also have a reference of one, at least one good thing that they consider to be good that has happened in their life since they received Christ into their lives. one last question i know you've been doing really good i appreciate you humoring me ask that same neighbor uh when in the last two months have you shared that good thing with one person with the intent of referencing it to god being in your life in the last two months when have you shared that one good thing with one person and reference that good thing to Christ being in your life. Come on and work now. You might have to dig a little bit for this one. Uh, What had happened was uh, uh, I was thinking about it and uh, I was trying to, uh, but what had happened, what they said, see they rolled their eyes at me and I didn't even finish what I was. Got four seconds, three seconds, two seconds. Time is up. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to openly share here the, the uh, results that you found. I just wanted to provoke thought. I wanted to provoke thought because I believe we're missing out on prime opportunities to share these good things that have happened in our lives since Christ came into our lives, somebody say in, since Christ came in our lives, we have failed perhaps to maximize or effectively use these good things that have happened in our lives to share that with other people with the intent of showing them that my God is good and you'll come out of bad situations and he'll turn it around for your good. Yeah, yeah. Here's what Paul tells Timothy. He says, excuse me, Paul tells Philemon, he says, listen, man, there's so many good things that you're missing out on that you're not sharing your faith with uh, effectively that you could turn the entire city upside down. If you not try and be a preacher to other people or not try and quote scriptures to other people, but just tell people of the goodness of Jesus that you know in your life. Come on now, we've had great things. And and, and here's the thing now, here's where the rubber meets the road. Here's why I believe there's perhaps a disconnect in the body of Christ with the good happenings in life and the goodness of Jesus. I think sometimes because we give effort and we accomplish good things, we don't always directly connect the good things that happen in our lives to the fact that God is working on our behalf. But please believe, if you're a believer, every good and perfect thing that happens in your life, God got something to do with it, baby. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's why we gotta remember. Don't ever think more highly of ourselves than like like it's because of our goodness. No, it's because of His grace and His mercy that I'm not consumed. It's because of the fact that God is good. Because if I look over my life and I think about all oh, the evil I did, I oh, owe, He owes me a lot of foolishness. But thanks be unto God who looked beyond my faults and saw my. no 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 no! make no mistake these good things aren't happening to us because we're good people when the when the pharisees would come to jesus and say good teacher he would quickly say no 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 ain't nobody good truth of the matter is all of us have good and bad things that come out of our lives don't we yeah we like to focus on the bad anytime we see somebody we don't like we quickly identify she talked too much or he think he this and she thinks she that all those negative things we quickly identify and we fail to realize that in all of us there's at least least a little bit of good right y'all remember years ago Dr. Hartman did this example and she said what's in the bag y'all remember that what's in that bag right in this bag there are a lot of different things I'm gonna go through it so you can see that there's some good and some bad in everybody right I start pulling stuff out little wrapper ain't got nothing to do with nothing right look like some trash in there got a handkerchief half used right got an empty wrapper ain't nothing in there but it's been used, been ate, and it was good. I'll tell you, I'll give you a testimony, it was good, right? <laughs> Toothbrush. If you've never met one of these, I won't go there Never. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Got an old movie stub from going to the movies. You could never get into the movies with that because the good part is gone. Got some hand sanitizer. That's good, right? Keep on digging. Got a throat lozenge. If you get a little parch in your throat. And got some money. Hallelujah. Anybody need some money? Well, go get a job. Praise God. I'm just gonna- <laughs> that was <a> good. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. But what's my point? What's my point? Out of all these things that are in the bag, why focus on the junk when you got you still have some good things on the inside of the bag, right? Here's what Paul tells tells uh, Philemon he says don't just focus on the bad don't be focused on the fact that there's trouble that you're going through the the context of the letter that Paul is writing to Philemon is that there's this guy his name is Onesimus Onesimus has stolen from him and and Philemon is done with him and so uh Onesimus has run he's been on a run he went all the way to Rome met Paul he got uh uh engrafted got saved got engrafted into the body of Christ and Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon and he says look man It'll be a blessing if you'll have receive this guy back because I know you got beef between each other, but there's more to the relationship than the beef. He's saved now. There's some good on the inside of him. And I come on. I know that. I know that don't go over well with us because we write people off. We write people off because of the negativity. Anytime, listen to me. Anytime in my past, all the way up until this date that I've gone through some negative uh, turmoil with people relationally, I always try to salvage the relationship. That's just the way that I am. Because I'm saying, I know there's some negative in them, but I also know it's some good. It ain't nobody in the world that's just 100% bad. See, I, I know you're you thinking of that one person. you like, oh, I man. But even in that one person, Jesus Christ, over 2,000 years ago, still came, bled, hung, and died for that person just as much as he came, hung, bled, and died for you. So there's some good in us all. And so Paul is telling Philemon, he says, listen, man, stop focusing on the negative. See the good. If you can see the good, you'll be more effective. Now, what does he go with? He says, you'll, you'll see if you can see the good that is in you. Somebody say in me, but it's also in Christ Jesus. You see that? So, so now here's here's my clause. Though we may have some good in us, we cannot fully mature into the good individuals that God has purposed us to be. If we don't receive Christ into our heart. Oh, I didn't get enough amens on that. Cause see, we are, we, here's what we like to say. Well, he's a good guy. Well, she's a good, a nice person. Yeah, but tell me, if, if the core and the essence, the foundation upon which their belief system is built, if it don't point to God, if it don't point through Jesus Christ, then they can't be good. Because humanity is in a fallen state. Do I got to take y'all back through the course of what the Bible says about the, the journey of humanity and the fallen nature of man? Listen, by nature, if someone wrongs us, the first thing that comes to us is get even. Come on, stop looking at me like that. Okay, okay. Let's do another activity. Uh, I go. I preface this activity by saying the church, we as the church our ministerial staff, our administrative staff we waive ourselves of all liability as to the uh, recourse of what happens in this activity. Activity is reach over and slap fire to your neighbor face. <laughs> it about, security! Get ready! It about to be some busting up going on up in there. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. In church service where we talking about the Lord if your neighbor slap you in the face it gonna be my, 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 my folks say it gonna be some furniture moving going on up in the church like when Jesus went and turned the tables over It going to be some ties snatched off, some weaves and wigs. In the, it going down in church today. Wow. And I'm not provoking. I'm not provoking. I'm not provoking retaliation. But what I do want you to see is by nature, we all our first action is to get back. And so and so by nature, we're not good. It's by God's nature that we become good. Can you see that? So we have to. And so that's the key. That's the key to being more effective at sharing our faith. Going back to Philemon six, the key to being more effective is acknowledging the good that by heaven's great sacrifice has been invested on the inside of you. By heaven's great sacrifice, now there's good on the inside of you. When somebody does you wrong, you start thinking past that feeling of wanting to get even. You A a second thought comes in and say, yeah, but maybe I ought to ask them what they meant by that. Yeah, but maybe I just need to cool down. Come on, you know what it feels like to want to get with somebody. And then that voice on the inside of you says, don't do it. Don't do it. Calm down. Walk away. Take a deep breath. Call your call your prayer partner, whatever it is. When we acknowledge that, the more we acknowledge the goodness on the inside of us, the more we operate and function by that good or that voice that I heard or something told me, the more we yield ourselves and in acknowledging that good on the inside of us, the more effective we are at sharing our faith. What do I mean? The more I submit to the God on the inside of me, the less I embarrass God through my actions and the less the less ashamed i feel when i try and talk about god because my my actions don't look contrary to the god that i'm talking about oh don't i hear yeah, y'all you you know what i'm talking about it's a it's a it's a tough feeling to try and go back to someone that you've wronged and tell them about god That's right, sir. Yeah. <laughs> think back about that one person that you did dirty in a mug as the young folk used to say. That one person that you just did completely wrong and now think about how it would feel if God told you to go and minister to them in that situation. You wouldn't feel comfortable. Why? Because you would feel as though your witness is ineffective there. Because the last time you encountered them, you did not acknowledge the good within you. Think about that thing. No condemnation. Tell somebody, no condemnation. No condemnation. Just information for clarification, for a better revelation, so you can get better manifestation. That's all God is doing. He wants you to get this thing. That's all he wants you to do is get it. Because I promise you, as long as we live, we're going to have situations that we have to reface. But when we face them, we want to acknowledge the good that God has done on the inside of us so that we can get better results. One good thing on the inside of us, and I'm going to close here. But I think we need to make sure and acknowledge the Bible says in Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 21, if you reference, if you put on the screen 21, I want you to see this thing here. This is a good statement for us to realize what's on the inside of us what's on the inside of us. Jesus is talking to these Pharisees who are demanding of him, tell us when the kingdom going to come. Since you're talking about this great kingdom and all this stuff, he says, listen, neither shall, uh, the kingdom, 20, 20 says, the kingdom doesn't come with observation. You're not going to look externally and see if the kingdom is coming. He says in verse number 21, for neither shall they say, uh, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God, read those last three words. The kingdom of God, last three words. One more time, the kingdom of God is where? It's within you. And Paul tells Philemon, acknowledge that good thing that's on the inside of you. I don't think we understand what the kingdom it really is. The kingdom. Let's let's dissect that word for a few moments king dome the king's domain the king's dominion what is dominion the dominion is the sovereignty it's the ability it's the authority it's the government dominion is the thing that makes god be in charge dominion is the aura that god wears that causes when he enters a room it causes everybody to say oh i'm not worthy the dominion of the king is what causes all of creation to give attention when he's speaking and i should i add that the dominion of the king according to Genesis 1 and 28 is the very same thing that God gave to humanity in his state so please believe and understand that when we come into the relationship with Jesus Christ his dominion his control his authority is placed on the inside of us but it's an invisible kingdom you can't see it with the natural eye and so if you try and go off of what you see you'll miss the fact that living on the inside of you is the uh, authority and the power the very government of god that makes him god the guts and dna of what makes god god is on the inside of you but if you don't acknowledge it you'll live beneath your means that's why the bible says that you'll have whatever you say why because when you say what god says you can't help but have it When God speaks a thing, it's got to come to pass. He spoke the earth out of nothing into existence. He says, let there be, and there was nothing but it was. He says, let there come out of that which is something that is not yet and cause it to be. And out of water, you see birds. Out of water, you see whales. Out of the ground, you see cattle and things that creep upon the earth. Out of nothing came something because of the dominion of God. And that dominion is on the inside of you. Put back up there Philemon 6 as I prepare to close please don't miss this we're trying to figure out how to be more effective at sharing our faith we must acknowledge the fact of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus in Christ Jesus You don't have to be the owner of the business to be effective at sharing your faith to people in the business. You don't have to be the governor of Georgia to make an indelible imprint on the citizens of the state of Georgia. You just got to acknowledge what's on the inside of you. You got to acknowledge that if I'm never granted a position, I can still make an impact. Why? Because I got something better on the inside of me than what they got on the inside of them. But if I don't acknowledge it. I never get it. What if I told you that I taped $1,000 under one of these pews? And right where you're sitting. What if I told you? That while you... Look, look I see somebody. somebody say, <laughs> Right? You would leave here with that same bill unpaid. Not realizing. Just not because it wasn't available but because you didn't realize that it was there just for you and we didn't know who was going to be sitting there we just taped the money under there and said whosoever Woo! I love God. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a whosoever God. I'm here to tell you that the things that you've been facing in your life, the challenges that you've been dealing with, God is a whosoever God. And he's not going to let you break through it because he likes you or because he prefers you above other people. He's just going to make his power available to you and he's going to say, if you're willing, if you'll just recognize, if you'll acknowledge what I've invested in you, I promise you that situation won't take you out. So I just wanted to encourage you today let you know that God has something in store for you but he needs our help he needs us as his people to be willing somebody say willing he needs us to be willing to share our faith but he has not sent us out into this world as sheep among wolves without an ability on the inside of us And the more that we acknowledge those good things the goodness of his kingdom the more that we acknowledge, I love what Colossians 2 and 9 says. Can I, can I tell you this and then be done? Put that up on the screen if you would. Colossians 2 and 9 and I'm done. I just want you to get it. Do you get it? Here's what Colossians 2 and 9 says. For in him, the, pre- the previous verse acknowledges the him as Christ. So you kind of look into it in your own time. But it says, for in him dwelleth all the footness, fullness of the Godhead bodily. Listen, I know it's hard to understand because you feel like God is the man upstairs and you're just trying to do right by him. But I'm here to tell you, he has made his power so available to us that everything that makes him God, by Christ Jesus, he's made that available to you. So it's time for us to start acknowledging it. And once we acknowledge it, it's time for us to share it. Because we have been called to live for God And we've also been called to share our faith. Man, I pray you were blessed by that message on today. I just love the word of God. I love how it penetrates our heart and imparts into us the ability to live out the word of God. Listen, concerning your faith, I've just released a brand new book entitled Principles of Faith, Fundamentals to Effectively Live by Faith. And I'd like for you to go on our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net and I'd like for you to get a copy. Listen, we have it in paperback form, and we have it in ebook form. So hurry up today, go on our website and get your copy. And of course, you can continue to follow us on social media at Michael Grant Ministries. And then you can always stay tuned to our podcast, which we post on a weekly basis. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your connection with us. And until next time, stay strong in the faith.